Before I get started, I just want to provide a warning to everyone. I'm going to be referencing a well-known hate group that operates in the United States. Trigger warning. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the hate report. The hate report. La, la, la. be talking to or about some interesting white people. This video that you just are about to see and you saw a little bit of is from a TED Talk, which are the most cringeworthy videos that you can imagine next to BuzzFeed videos and MTV videos. And I'm not talking about the old school MTV music videos necessarily, although those can be pretty degenerate. But I'm talking about the new SJW MTV stuff that you is, may have been seeing, you know, Huffington Post stuff. Well, I th I'm assuming that this man is white, and what you just heard was a little warning. Warning, I'm about to discuss about a hate group that is well known and it operates within the United States. <laughs> what kind of thing is this? But I came across this and I'm like, I gotta cover this. And I did share this on my YouTube channel. You can follow my subscribe to my channel, Hake. It's called Hake. Different from the Jesse Lee Peterson channel. I'm live on Jesse Lee Peterson's stream. It is, what is it, Wednesday the 19th. Trump rally tonight. Democrat debate tonight. Which one are you going to watch? Um, but I came across this on Reddit. And I don't go on Reddit a lot. But I, one thing that I did follow besides the Donald, which is quarantined, even though they have like the most vanilla stuff on there, it's supposedly hateful. I also follow a Reddit called Hate Crime Hoaxes, and I rarely go on there, but I just happened to cross it. Hate Crime Hoaxes Reddit. Hate crimes are constantly hoaxed. And this white man, this liberal white man that you're about to listen to, an academic, he doesn't sound exactly straight, but I think he is. He just sounds slightly effeminate. Um, he's going to tell you about a hate crime hoax and, and his reaction to it. It is ridiculous. This is from YouTube, June of 2018 from TEDx Talks. TED Talks, which are just liberal things where, they, where a, a liberal person who's respected in the liberal world generally... Um, gives a talk about some issue, some life issue, and it's supposed to be deep and inspiring, and the audience is in darkness, and they're clapping and watching this man or woman or child talk on stage. I wouldn't be surprised if Greta Thunberg gave a little um, TED talk, because she's the type of person who would give a TED talk. And so that's what TED talks are. Hopefully that's clear enough for you. The video title of this thing that I'm pulling from is called hashtag listen and that was this guy's big idea why we can't be blind to race in schools and this man or male I should say adult human male is Dr. Paul Richards TEDx youth at ASD I don't know what that part means 
So let's just get right into it. He uh, he gave that warning. So he is going to mention the KKK guys. Be careful. Don't be. Don't be frightened. <laughs> Here he's going to tell you about his story of being a school principal, and he has colored kids. I guess you would call them. Go for it. Part the B. year's 2004. It's October, and I've just driven into school. It's my very first year as the high school principal. And there are a group of students waiting for me. They were a group of METCO students. Now, METCO is basically the Boston busing program, where hundreds of students from inner city neighborhoods across Boston literally get onto buses and come into the suburbs for access to high quality education. A very controversial and long standing program, but these students are incredibly important to our community. What are you going to do about this, Mr. Richards? A student reaches out with a whole bunch of leaflets. They were leaflets from the Ku Klux Klan. Yes, the KKK. <laughs> and there were dozens of them all across the school. Now, you probably know the KKK through your study of US history and the terror that they've reigned all across the US uh, over the years, from after the Civil War into the Civil Rights Movement. And you may know that they're actually, unfortunately, still active today. You might see them at marches. And you may or may not know that one of their strategies of spreading their hate speech is through canvassing, where they basically spam a community with their literature. That is such a lie. You sh he showed you, he's showing this slideshow as he's talking, right? Kind of a boring talker, but I mean, whatever. Um, he's showing this slideshow. He white. <laughs> Slideshow and one of his slides shows the Charlottesville people. I didn't see any KKK people in his Charlottesville picture. I just saw guys carrying the Confederate flag, which is nice, and somebody carried a Nazi, uh, you know, the swastika flag. I'm assuming that's from Charlottesville. It looks kind of like it, you know, modern day, the alt right types. And then somebody had like the swastika flag, and who knows if that was a troll or like a leftist. Just trying to make the right look bad, who knows? But who cares, honestly? <laughs> the Nazis are not the KKK either. <laughs> From what I hear, the KKK and the Nazis didn't even like each other. But whatever. And then, uh, so that's his dumb example. And anyways, what are the so-called alt-right doing that's remotely related to the KKK? Nothing. Haven't killed anybody. Well, some of, some of the ones that have gone off the deep end have killed some people, but that's nothing that the um, organization sanction these organizations sanction at all. Maybe the Adam Waffen, which I heard about on Wikipedia. <laughs> but anyways, that's him. Um, here's more of this story. Listen to this closely. So I placated the students, got them back to class, said I'm going to get right on top of it. And I was thinking to myself, oh, no. I can assure you those weren't the exact words I used. So we launched an investigation, as you might do, and we discovered something quite, quite shocking, in fact. The KKK did not, in fact, canvas Needham High School. One of our very own METCO students had found an actual flyer somewhere outside the community, brought it into school, used our copiers, made dozens of copies, and spread them all across the school and reserved a few to take up to the brand new high school principal. Which is him. You can imagine how shocked 
angry, upset, distraught. We were really hurt. So we started thinking about consequences. But as we contemplated, we first wanted to ask them why. Why did you do this? Why did you disrupt this school? Why did you cause such embarrassment in the press to this community? And I'll never forget this. Young woman of color, Shana, she said, Mr. Richards, this school for years has ignored our lived experience. They've ignored the challenges we face coming from our communities into this nearly entirely white community of Needham. These flyers were a wake-up call to you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not, not the response I expected. Ridiculous. So it was a POC who did the KKK <laughs> canvassing on the campus. Crazy, huh? And then he's all, why? Why did you do it? And a young girl of color told him, these are our lived experiences. Oh, and then by the way, he said, we were really hurt. Man, what happened to the authority of white men, right? At least men, anyways. I don't know if this man is actually full-on white. Really disgusting. So, listen to this. He does not punish them. Here's part uh, D. It still would have been much easier to punish. But, you know, the Latin root for the word discipline means to teach. And to teach this lesson through punishment made us feel like hypocrites. So we instead chose to listen. We chose to learn from the students. In fact, we didn't punish at all. We launched a comprehensive anti-bias campaign across the school to create a new chapter in Needham High School. We that. created affinity groups for students. We created uh, opportunities to talk, to listen. We had students talking to students, students talking to teachers. We had trainers coming in. We even tapped into the district's efforts to close the achievement gap. And we made a real difference. <laughs> when it is hardest to do so, we must listen. For it's our greatest chance for peace and happiness. Man, that is so horrible. And listen, no wonder whites are not respected. Well, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if this guy's full on white. But listen to where, speaking of listening, listen to where this guy goes with, like, the bigger context. He talks about America being post-racial, which is a word that the liberals were using to try to pretend that um, racism used to be a problem ever, which it never was. And now they're just, they're strawmanning their argument to deceive people. Listen to this guy. Are we post-racial? Or is race just a thing of the past? Now remember, Obama, President Obama had just been elected, and there was this feeling that we've, we, it's a major milestone here. Even though if you were paying attention, there were examples all through the press of racial insensitivities in sports or ethnic conflicts in faraway places. But it was a legitimate question to, to have and to pose. And then a few years later, the powder keg exploded. Trayvon Martin in Florida. Crazy. Michael Brown in the riots of Ferguson, Missouri. It says, hands Eric up, don't Garner shoot. in New York City. And then in 2016, Trump was elected. And the xenophobes came out of the swamp. 
and race politics are now front and center. The wall, <laughs> the travel ban, and DACA. So I ask you again, are we post-racial? Is race just a thing of the past? Perhaps not. That's so pathetic. Show that screen that, that he was showing. Um, hands up, don't shoot. He presented the Michael Brown lie of hands up, don't shoot over in Ferguson, Missouri. Some of you, most of you probably know, some of you may not. Michael Brown was a black guy, 18, I think he just turned 18, something like that. And he had just uh, apparently, uh, allegedly robbed a convenience store, strong armed the clerk. And then he was walking in the middle of the street and a cop drove up. Recognized the Lucy cigarette, I mean, the, not the Lucy, the Swisser Sweets cigarettes in his hand as possibly uh, what, what, uh, stolen property, maybe. And he asked them to get out of the middle of the street. Michael Brown, of course, gave him attitude and reached for the gun, shot, got, got his own thumb shot, I think. And, um, luckily the, Officer Darren Wilson, who became a former officer, he had to resign over this, over doing the right thing. Um, he was, his character was lynched by the mainstream media and Black Lives Matter. And there were conflicting accounts. Some accounts, witness accounts, said that Michael Brown had his hands up. And he was like, hands up, don't shoot. And, and office, the white officer, Darren Wilson, brutally just executed him right in the broad daylight in the middle of the street in uh, Canton? I, for, I forget where. Oh, Canton Drive, something like that. But anyways, it, w- it turned out that that was a lie. The whole DOJ got involved with this. And the DOJ under Obama got involved also with the Michael, not the Michael Brown, the Eric Garner incident when there was no prosecution of the officer who... Um, who had taken down Eric Garner, and Eric Garner had a heart attack and died. Couldn't even walk a block without stopping to catch his breath. But that hands up, don't shoot. Even though Washington Post, the Washington Compost, fake news, acknowledged that hands up, don't shoot was a lie. And this is in, that was four years ago. No, 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 it was six years ago, really. But two years ago, this guy is still repeating this, this stupid thing, pretending that Michael Brown... And Trayvon Martin and Eric Garner did not bring their deaths upon themselves. By one, at- one was attacking the um, neighborhood watch, two was um, attacking the police officer, and three, Eric Garner was resisting arrest. And he said, "This ends today." And he ended up being right. He called it pathetic. How can your character be lynched, James? Liberal talking point. I don't know. I am formerly. Where is, where is, uh, that, Der- Officer, uh, Wilson's, bre- um, job? Where's his job? He can't go anywhere. There's, the blacks are, um, the blacks hate him. Duh! So it's not a liberal talking point. So, um, here's more of him talking about listening. This guy. Dr. Paul Richards. F, right? Yeah, F. But, you know, this is not... Listening. He's showing These cops, are actually police officers, police. not soldiers. Nor is this listening, violence against police. In when Montreal. it is hardest to do so, we must listen, for that's our greatest chance for peace and for happiness. 
We listen so that we can validate the differences among us, so nobody becomes invisible. We listen to appreciate culture, what explorer Wade Davis calls humanity's greatest legacy. No, it's not. We listen so that we can respond to conflict rather than react. We listen so we don't miss the incredible messages in this powerful social movements that we see today. Look at that. He's calling these powerful social movements that we see today. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag Me Too. Hashtag Occupy. Hashtag Oscars So White. Hashtag Not Your Asian Sidekick. Hashtag Am I Next. I forget which one that is. I think am I gonna die next? Something like that. And that's what he thinks is these great, these great social movements. And by the way, he smeared Trump on the wall as being racist. DACA, and in the DACA, which he still didn't do, but maybe he'll do it. I doubt it. <laughs> Look at that. Defend DACA. Dreamers. Defend dreamers. These illegal aliens. And DACA, these are grown adults. They're not kids. DACA is deferred action for childhood arrivals. They arrived at age 16, maybe. Some of them younger. And they've been here since 2013. So these are grown adults. Actually, they've been here longer than that, I think. But they've, um, since at least 2013, I think, was the cutoff. And so there's guys that are my age, Joelle's age, gals too, who were DACA recipients. And some of them gang members. And it's just mess. Liberals. So evil people. And he said, he mentioned a culture being, and he quoted some dumb intellectual as though culture is um, society's greatest whatever accomplishment or whatever he said. No, it's not. We need civilization. When people are civilized, that's what you need. When people are civilized, they're not attacking each other, falsely accusing one another, and crying racism all the time. It's so pathetic. By the way, this guy, Dr. Paul Richards, he leads, I guess, the American School of Dubai. He left the country with his, I guess, with his wife and kids. I'm assuming wife, right? I don't know. And is raising kids outside of the country. Probably not a good idea. Misguided. Um, All of his stories make the blacks and the colored people, uh, the POCs, it makes them sound bad. But he's so blind he doesn't see reality. I just wanted to show that to you. Main thing I wanted to show was another example of a fake hate crime and another white rewarding them for it. Starting an anti-bias or something program and trying to close the achievement gap. Achievement gap means when um, blacks and Hispanics are so poorly raised and they don't, they, that they don't do well in school for various reasons. For one, they're out of control. Two, um, their parents are not as involved or don't speak English for the case of those, the Hispanics, and all that stuff. It's, um, it's misguided. And this guy sounds like everybody's mom. Anyways, I just wanted to show that to you guys. Let me get to some calls. And then hopefully I'll get to President Trump's... Well, there's a guy na- from Judicial Watch, which helped Jesse Lee Peterson um, when Jesse Jackson's son assaulted Jesse. Tom Fitton. He's tweeting about this thing where Trump is pardoning these people. 
and Trump is involved with this, um, the DOJ, and they're pretending like it's inappropriate for Trump to be involved in commenting and tweeting about the DOJ. And even the Attorney General William Barr is acting like it's, um, like it's inappropriate and making it impossible for him to do his job. I hope he hangs tough, but whatever. Um, so I hope to talk about that. And then somebody said hate needs to cut his hair, which is true. Anyways, let me get to some calls first. Oh, yeah, and they're pretending to care. You know, the UN and all these people pretending to care about kids and the climate. <sighs> Whatever. Adrian, out of Virginia. Adrian, good to hear from you. Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, man, the word is arugula. Arugula. I <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how to pronounce I was like, it. This guy... <laughs> I was like, this guy really wider. What's going on, man? First, <laughs> Appomattox, and now it's arugula. Come on, words with A's. Yeah, hey, yeah, man, I called it. Sh- I called it a pomatox. What you called it, man? And then <laughs> I, I, I forget what I called arugula, but that wasn't even yeah, the right I, word. You, oh yeah, you, you were trying to sign it out, and I was like, come on, brother, you kidding <laughs> me, bro? I'm Latino, man. I should be those struggling. That's funny. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, no. I called you about the climate, but I want to I want to touch on a little bit what you just what you just performed, um, what you just showed. Yeah, and, and it's dumb that it's dumb that no white folks other than you and me. I'm I'm, I'm consider myself white. My birth certificate says I'm white. Um, stick up for that. I I think it's it's embarrassing to white people and the ones that are listening. You, you should be ashamed and, and you should just move to a different country. <laughs> I, I try to get in a couple a couple you, of weeks what ago you, um, why, to you and why should they be ashamed? Explain why they should be ashamed. I'll I'll go on all day. Why? Because this is what I was going to say, because they don't stick up for themselves anymore. Because they they let anybody and everybody push them around. They they are so afraid of the word racist. They are afraid of a word that that, that it's over for them. Um, I I try to get on. um, Like I said, I called you about climate change, but this is is a topic that I've really been wanting to get with you and Jesse on. Um, I don't know if you touched on this, but... Um, about three or four MLK Day, the, uh, the University of uh, Minnesota, uh, no, 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 I think it was North Dakota, I'm lying, North Dakota, um, ha- had a uh, uh, contest to write about, you know, um, MLK. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there's not a lot of black folks that go to North Dakota. I'm just being honest. I, I don't know the stats, but they, they, they rose up, and now it's racism to write about a white person to write about MLK. Now it's they were trying to get rid of all the books that a white man wrote about MLK, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, wow. Jackie Robinson. Anybody, anybody wrote. They say it's racist now. Uh, it's getting to the point where I just feel like white people should just be really, really ashamed and embarrassed. And and and, and if you're not going to stick up for yourselves, I, I feel bad for you because because now you put yourselves. They put themselves in a position where. They wanted to be sensitive to, to the minorities. Yeah. They wanted to give them all this free stuff and all these opportunities, and now it's backfiring on them. It, it, it's just it's just painful to listen to these folks, to listen to these stories. Imagine if the, I, I would have asked that professor that you just played. I would have said, what if you found out it was a white kid? Would, the, would, would you have punished him? Or would yeah. you have done the, let, let, let's learn a lesson here. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's figure out what happened. It, it, it's pathetic, man, and, and to, to people who listen to this garbage and, and this and this and this pop of, pop, pop of granny, I can't say that word. I'm Mexican. <laughs> um, um, 
you, you know, it's it's shameful. I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's almost embarrassing to call myself American now because 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 I'm not embarrassed, but it's kind of to the point where it kind of is because. I, I, I hate that we have to separate. Only country in the world does it all. Uh, I'm black American or I'm Latino <laughs> American. No, we're just American. And, and it's shameful that we got to separate it. I just point out that I'm Latino because I want to make sure people know that I'm that I'm not a white folk and I'm not I'm not sticking up with the white people because I'm a white person. No, my name is Ismael Ariani Ruega. I go by Adrian because it's easier for for you white folks nice. um, to say. But <laughs> but it, you know it, it's just shameful. So. I'm just embarrassed, man. And I really, I really hope that that times change and 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 that we and that people start waking up and black folks start waking up. That you know what, you don't need all this free stuff. Work for it, earn it, and and right. and, and see what it really takes to make it in life, man. Because it's just becoming hateful. Yeah, but, I think uh, if if people were for what's right, they wouldn't be against what's white. <laughs> and this guy is yeah, this man. guy is ridiculous. He's like against what's right. Just outright d- denying DACA is about betraying the law of the land, rewarding illegals. Uh, the wall is about allowing illegals to continue to come in. The um, and this uh, the travel ban was about protecting us from the um, from the Muslim terrorists, supposedly. But he's browbeating Donald Trump and calling them xenophobe. All these stupid, uh, you know, excuse at- attacks that are meant to distract you from reality to make you think about, oh, this isn't racially fair. And so it's, I don't know, it's uh, pathetic. Man, hey, man, hey, let me tell you this. I, I've even challenged some, some, some brothers on this, and I, I tell them, I'll hang out with you every day, and I'll pay you $100 a day oh, no. if you can show me where white people are, 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 are lynching, are lynching, are lynching <laughs> black yeah. people. I will pay you $100 a day if you can show me where cops are, are literally just pulling black people and throwing them in. And you know what? They always get upset. They, they, they act like their mama. Yeah. And, and, they, and they say, oh, you, you're not here. You, you won't be there at the right place. It doesn't happen like that. I go, it doesn't happen at all. Right. I'm not saying that it's never happened. I'm not saying that there's not some bad cops out there. I grew up in the hood. I grew up in Southeast Houston. And, um, you know, I had some cops toss me up. But you know what? I was out late. I was past curfew. I had firecrackers on me. <laughs> I, always, I, was, I, was, I shouldn't have been out. Yeah, and, and you know what? And, and and you know what? They were tough on me. Why? Because they had to treat everybody the same. And we, I lived in a in a rough neighborhood. Grew up in a rough neighborhood. Yeah, I never took it personal. I, I never took it like, oh my God, they hate Mexicans or they hate Latinos or they hate black. I never, I never once felt that way. I just knew I shouldn't have been out there, or I shouldn't have been doing this. I shouldn't have that spray can on me. Anything stuff like that. It's because so you weren't. It's because you weren't raised with that excuse being pushed on you. From around, from all Man. levels of society, these people are taught from childhood by their parents, their preachers, their academics, the media, most of the politicians, that there's racism, and that's a built-in excuse that's just a mental trap for, for these guys. It's a shame. Yeah, man, and, and let me just say about climate change, too, and one, and one of the listeners okay. of Jesse's shows said, said something, um, first thing, he, I was going to say that but I'm a co-write on this one. He said, why are people buying up uh, properties on the ocean? Right. The insurance companies, <laughs> banks will not let you number. Second of all, um, uh, India, uh, China and India, uh, Thailand were the top three countries in the world this past, these past three years that President Trump um, was on. 
and uh, they they led the world in dropping plastic into the ocean. Yeah, we were like number thirty-seven, and the only reason <laughs> we were number thirty-seven is because of our population. Okay, that's a that's a fact. You can look at us. Second of all, ever since we left the Paris climate thing, um, we actually passed ever. We beat everybody in that program. Not only did we beat wow. them. Um, yeah, this is true. I just heard this, and I read this the other day in the Wall Street Journal. Not only did we beat them, Hake, um, nobody in that in that program even met their standards, not even close to it. Wow. So the people are saying that President Trump was wrong. No, he was right because that that that's a joke. Right. And for people to sit protest, people to protest against our country, take an eye with this. It's that they should be in China. They should be in Russia. They should be in Thailand. That'd be nice. Not America. <laughs> yeah. America's not the problem. I mean, I'm not saying we're perfect, and, and you agree with this, but but it, it's sad that they blame us. Yeah. Us, 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 when we're whooping everybody's butt, man. It, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. It's because we Americans. Yeah. Appreciate it, Adrian. Nice to hear from you, man. Hey, man, I always play. Arugula, brother. Arugula. All right. I'll try and remember that <laughs> if it ever comes up. <laughs> Have a good one, brother. <laughs> All right. You too. Let me get to Blazin' Hogs, the night rider from the sundown town, Dayton, Ohio. Blazin' Hogs, good to hear from you. Hola, si senor. Hey, <laughs> how are you? Doing fine. What's up? Oh, man. Jesse's show continued into this show. Thank God I'm a country boy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, right? <laughs> this higher education, these intellectuals talking about the climate change, global warming, and bringing up cow farts like that right it just makes no sense at all the farmers the ranchers everyone is laughing at these big city folk yeah like like they are just so higher educated so smart <laughs> they know how to do it all yeah and i was one i've been on hold for a while I was on, but jesse i was wanting to ask him since he was on a plantation uh, cow manure is not the strongest manure out of the domestic farm animals. Good. I've been in a thousand sow hog barn, farrowing <laughs> uh, <laughs> barn, and there's the pits under there. That stuff will burn your eyes. It I is, believe it. It is pneumonia ready. It goes right out. They, they pull it, they knife it right into the ground. And it's what makes the corn grow seven foot. And it's just, I'm just, Oh God! I'm so so thankful that I was born on a farm. Well, that's cool, Blazing Hogs. Appreciate yeah, that just, tip. It, and they and then they want to call us the deplorable, right? And, and the farmers, the farmers are laughing at uh, little Mikey, little Mikey Bloomberg. He's not going to buy our. He might have all the money in the world, but he ain't buying these boats. Yeah, that's true. Man, yeah, I appreciate that. Hard. It's good to get some common sense from the normal people. Yeah, and I was just wanting to ask Jesse back in his plantation days. Yeah. If he could remember what what animal had the stank on it. (laughs) (laughs) It It's not the cows, folks. Right. People are a little bit worse than cows. Yeah. I mean, they're oily in a mess. But, no, just just wanted to get that off my chest on a Wednesday. Thank you, Blazing Hogs. How old are you, by the way? I forget. 40, getting ready to be 41 next week. Nice. Right on, man. Yes, sir. Take care. All right, you too. I'll tell Maze that you said hi. <laughs> yeah, tell her to keep listening. Uh, there's a stranger in my house. <laughs> okay. 
Take that care, Ronnie man. Millsap song. Right on. Take care, man. Yeah. All right. Later, Hank. Bye. Let me get to Ryan out of Saskatoon, Canada. Am I pronouncing that right? First time caller. Ryan, what's up? Hey, man. How's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Going fine. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on the YouTube banning Nick Fuentes from YouTube. I know you guys had him on the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Yeah. You know about him? You, you, what's yeah, your I'm familiar. About- I covered this on my Sunday show, actually, um, just this past oh, Sunday. You? Yeah, he... Yeah. He's just in the latest example of YouTube smearing whites, of course, men, Christians, conservatives. And, yep. um, and meanwhile, YouTube is uplifting uh, transgenders, drag queens, homosexuality, feminists, <laughs> just degenerate stuff. And allowing that yeah. stuff to continue on and promoting it. And so they're anti-decency. And Nick Fuentes, yeah, he has a little bit of edgy material. Nothing wrong with edgy material, but they act like it is wrong because it's coming no, from a, and, a, a, a man who supports decent white people. Yeah, he he says everything that Jesse talks about. He speaks up about, yep. you know, just issues that people, white people need to be speaking up about, about majority. All people, in, all, on, in all honesty, in all honesty, the stuff that he promotes, all people should be for that. Yes, I know. Yeah. And uh, he had 70,000 followers. He built, uh, like, a pretty huge following. And, you know, he's on DLive now, and right. know, I'm still watching. I know most people are still watching, but it's like that will, that's going to affect the people that can listen to his content. Right. It's, it's evil. Um, I was on Asmodore's show. Asmodore is another host. He, he watches the Jesse Lee Peterson show and the Hake Report on DLive.tv. He has a show on yeah. DLive called The Crypto Report, K-R-Y-P-T-O. And he pointed out that that's election meddling right there. Because guys like Fuentes, Alex Jones, who was banned, um, Red Ice TV, all these people, Owen Benjamin, there's a ton of people who've been censored and stifled, and we're we're severely blacklisted. I remember the CEO of Google making a statement that they were going to intervene to make sure 2016 like never happened again and they somebody had, like, said no it. comments very, yeah somebody over there said that comments like that right yeah they, and it's like no coincidence that there's an election this year and you know and right. they yeah it's it's to be expected but it's yeah. it's also like yeah so i like what jesse lee peterson advises don't be angry about this evil yep. is doing evil's job it's time for good people to do our job and just keep growing and, and fighting and all that stuff. I heard that Saskatoon... Yeah, I, I agree. I heard that Saskatoon I, uh, just, is freezing. I'd like give, yeah, I'd just like to give a shout-out to America first. <laughs> all right, you know, cool. People, people should watch it, and, uh, you know, thanks for taking my call. Right. Okay. Thank you, Ryan. Take care. Thanks, man. Let me get to Bruna out of Albania. Bruna, good to hear from you. Hello, I'm James. How are you? Doing fine. How are you? Doing well. As well. Uh, so I wanted to comment on uh, the guy that was having that uh, TED talk. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to um, to talk about a case that I experienced here in my country, in Albania. Okay. Uh, uh, I had to uh, 
I had to participate in a meeting a few months ago. Uh, I had to, uh, is the emphasis. There were uh, representatives of the different cities. Bruna, let me interrupt you briefly. Bruna, can you hear me? Can you get closer to your phone or something or whatever you're talking on? Because it's, uh, uh, it's yeah, breaking up a little bit. Okay. Yes. Okay. How about now? Yeah, let's okay. let's try it. Go for it. Okay. Uh, so I was talking about this uh, meeting that I had to attend here uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was with uh, representatives of the different uh, religious groups here and of some uh, uh, kind of ethnic and national minorities. Yeah. And uh, it was a, a parade. <laughs> Uh, and um, it got me very frustrated while I was attending because I had to translate and things like that. Uh, but uh, there was this, um, among others, and uh, I have to blame, first of all, my uh, uh, fellow Albanians for the way that they were presenting their cases to uh, foreigners because they were only focusing on uh, what uh, their communities could benefit and how things are bad for their communities and things like that. But um, also, it was very impressive to me the case of uh, a Roma girl, if you know the Roma community, the gypsies. Uh, oh, gypsies? So. Yeah. Yeah, we call them Roma and things like that. But we have uh, we have always had them there here. But uh, they are not a big uh, uh, a big minority, let's say. And she was like uh, so indoctrinated and things like that. And uh, she presented this uh, ridiculous card uh, that some friend had given her, in which there was this vasica and things like that with a phone number and nothing like that, <laughs> nothing with. Uh, <laughs> dangerous, uh, I mean, uh, the spastica is supposed to be dangerous and things like that, but right. it was obvious that it was something very uh, teenager-like. And she presented this to this Jewish guy <laughs> who was there uh, from uh, the internationals uh, and uh, with so much uh, kind of the fear that and the anger that uh, that card had provoked in her and uh, you see how these things are going on in Albania and things like that. And uh, I had to translate and be professional and things like that. But uh, it was like they, uh, the Roma community, has never suffered from us, the people. We have always treated them well uh, with uh, some uh, accidents and things like that that uh, there are always in when people right. uh, live close by. But it was like I was feeling so kind of you are betraying the people that your people have been living with peacefully for so many years. For a stupid thing like that, yeah. and you uh, and you put us on the spot, and when you ask for help from these other people or even from the government, it's only the government that will benefit, not you and not us, True. because you will only anger, you will only anger the majority, the ethnic majority, and we will only uh, have uh, worse relations with one another. But the government will benefit a lot, yeah. and I think that this is something that is uh, very much the case with these talks uh, either from the white guys and from the blacks and Mexicans over there uh, in your country. And uh, I think it is very unfortunate that uh, uh, an ethnic minority or whatever minority there is in a, in a country would, would choose to go against the majority because uh, nobody wins. And it's only the government that will win. And right. when the people will get very, very angry, it will still be even worse for whatever the minorities are experiencing. And I think that is, uh, uh, it's very bad. Yeah, so, that's true. I just wanted to say that. 
Very good point. The, so somebody presented a Nazi a card with a Nazi swastika with a phone number, yeah. and that was supposed to be a hate crime that people should be yes, outraged they, about. They, yeah, they uh, kind of uh, uh, asked her if uh, they could see that card so that right. they, uh, they could inspect. And I'm like, uh, if they, for example, find this teenager, and the funny thing is that I forgot because they had given it to her to invite her in, in the group. Oh, <laughs> and so it's friendly. Were, <laughs> it was a friendly swastika. And if they were so racist and if they hated the, uh, her uh, community that much, that would have never happened. But she chose to uh, put them on the spot. And if uh, probably if she was asked later on, I think that maybe she would even have given names. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't think this is the right choice to go for minorities. Yeah, and their um, their solutions are always worse than the the fake yeah. problems that they're talking about. Yes, yes, and uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I have studied this in my country, and I don't think that we ever had any. I mean, the only the only year I hear when they suffered was when the communist uh, government became too strong, and uh, they wanted to uh, they wanted the Roma to. Uh, incorporate in the general work hard, work hard every day uh, uh, style that the communists offered, but uh, not uh, from us. So wow. I think uh, uh, it's uh, it's dangerous to them to do like that. What a shame! Um, people don't see what they're doing. Uh, and you know what? When you're when you're catering to these people who are complaining, you're only bringing out the worst in them. He, yes. This man, this man, Doctor, what's his name? Doctor Paul Richards, the guy that gave the talk, who rewarded those colored people with these programs. He validated their lie. He rewarded yeah. them for their lie. So they're only going to get worse. You know, as morally, even if they do better um, academically or whatever, it, what a what a mess. Yeah. Appreciate it, Bruno. Yeah, okay. No problem. Can I add one more thing? Yeah. One more thing. Uh, you were talking, uh, you and Jesse were talking, uh, Jesse and his show, I mean, uh, about the climate change uh, stuff. Yes. And uh, I have, uh, besides not believing in it, but I have uh, thought about it um, for quite a bit. And I think that the reason that they, why they choose somebody like Greta with her two threads, the threaded hair, yeah. if, it, if this is the correct term. Uh, I think it is all kind of subconscious, uh, psychological uh, manipulation for the uh, European people because they uh, they present this image of the European blonde, uh, blue-eyed girl with long hair and threads, yeah. uh, which kind of recalls the Nazi youth, <laughs> yeah. in a way. And knowing that they uh, that nationalism is having kind of a rise in uh, in Europe at yeah. present. Uh, I think that they just uh, present these uh, female kind of uh, uh, ideals, subconscious ideals, to uh, to uh, detract people from what they already believe. And I think they, they are doing just the same thing that the Catholic Church did thousands of years ago with the figure, the person of Mary, the way they presented it, because the ideal of the of the female to be saved and the beautiful and the delicate is, has always been this... Uh, uh, ideal in Europe, and they attract people to the cause like that if they fall for it. Wow. But now they present Greta uh, with her <laughs> loose hair that she looks thicker and thicker because that is their image of what the European female must be 
But first, they present it in a way that is attractive and kind of to be protected uh, by the uh, general population. Interesting. That's my point. <laughs> I appreciate that input, Bruna. Okay. Yeah, Thank take you. care. Have a nice day. You as well. Have a nice day. All right. Bye. Bye. She was talking about Greta, Thun Greta Thunberg, the one who's pushing that climate alarmism, the climate hysteria, climate change hysteria. And that's true. They're, they're using the children to browbeat the adults as though the children know any better, and they don't. What a mess. Um, let me get to some more callers. Stacy, out of Dallas, Texas. Stacy, how are you? First time caller. Good, how are you? Doing fine. No woman is good. <laughs> oh, okay, I forgot. <laughs> Great. <laughs> right on. Uh, um, so I wanted to comment about the, the what is it called, about the racism stuff that everybody keeps talking about. And yeah. How now they're teaching the students that there's isms and all this stuff. Yep. Well, when my son was younger, he's 18 now. Um, I didn't grow up with, you know, parents. So I basically raised myself, but my husband did. He grew up with his father and mother when he was young and all this stuff. And so whenever my son was getting so-called bullied in elementary, because, uh, you know, he was chubby in school. And we're Mexicans, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, Hispanics, whatever. Um, he never told, I never saw him say, and we, ne we were never brought up with, even though I didn't, you know, I brought myself up. It was never this talk about racism and uh, you know, th those people hate, you know, those white people hate you or whatever, because my son was called, you know, you dirty Mexican and your dad's a truck driver and go back to Mexico, swim over the river. And when my son would come and home and say that stuff, my, you know, and they do Mexican jokes, my my husband would just say, you know, say, say a joke back, who cares? Right. <laughs> and then he, you know, at first he'd be emotional about it. And then I'd just look at my husband like, that's how you're going to tell him, you know, because I, I wasn't raised in a healthy environment either. I was just like, you know, it's either you fight the person and then you get over it, right? That's the time yep. in the street. And so when my son grew up, I didn't know what to do because, you know, I'm in a healthy or, you know, marriage. And so it's still different. So he never told him, you know, those people hate you because you're right. brown or Mexican or whatever. He just said, suck it up, kid. Tell them back. Who cares what they say? Why are you getting, you know, why are you crying like a baby? Don't cry like a girl. And so nice. my son was like, he kind of looked at him like, oh, yeah, why am I crying? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, and he was young. He was like third grade, you know, when it started. And so that's cool. Uh, yeah. And so my husband would never say, you know, oh, he's getting bullied. And he'd say, no, don't put that on him. You know, it's just boys being boys or yeah. kids being kids or whatever. And I talked to him in private and say, you know, babe, you think maybe these kids, he goes, babe, I don't care what they say. It's probably, they probably just hear their parents say it and then they just repeat it. Who cares what they say? Right. And so I wasn't sure how to handle that. And I guess he handled it right now that I'm. You know, now I found Jesse and listening to this stuff where I'm like, oh, my gosh, he did the right thing because, you know, you teach your kids hate over hate or that you're a victim to whatever it is. Uh, then they grow up thinking that way. And so my kids don't ever think that way. They're just like, That's you know, cool. if you're going to say a joke, you're going to say a joke, a ra or like so-called racist joke. They're just going to say one back. And so yeah. it kind of changed me and it changed my son to not believe in bullying and racism and all this stuff. So. I just think it's great that you're talking about it, you know, and you're bringing awareness to it, that it's not a thing. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I don't understand why they, they don't speak up like that. That's just so weird. That is so uh, refreshing. Right? That story is so refreshing yeah. about your son and your uh, your husband and, and you yeah. and how that kind of woke you up.
because this, this whole thing is teaching people to assume the worst about whites especially, and about men. Yeah. Anytime they uh-huh. say anything, they, they could be joking, they could be telling right. the truth, they could be mm-hmm. mistaken, but no, they want to just insert the worst intentions, and, and then racism is worse than murder in their minds, when racism is usually just jokes. Those mo- right. Yeah, so it's crazy. And easily, yeah, even I- if somebody means it, it can be turned into a joke where you get the guy who means it laughing with you, and that's the way to handle stuff. That's so nice. That's actually true. That actually happened to us at a baseball game. My son was, I mean, my kids were older now, and my son was at junior high. Yeah. And this guy got mad because we were kind of, you know, all the whole team mixed colors. We're all there and just hanging out outside until our next game. And the guy, it was with his son in the car, and he, he was a white guy. I mean, I don't know. He looked white to me. Yeah. I got in, and he was like, you know, get off my car. I guess we were too close to the truck. And my husband said, oh, I'm sorry, man. He goes, I'll get the kids away from your truck. And then he goes, why don't you just go back to Mexico and follow rules and have respect <laughs> for space? Uh-huh. And we were all there. And, you know, of course, the white parents on our team were just like, <gasps> you know, my husband's <laughs> like, uh, my husband's like, yeah, man, why don't you just go back to your Cracker Village and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and so he just like, he just took off. And then my husband turned around like nothing happened. And I was like, oh, my word. <laughs> I had no idea that was going to happen. But his, just his response and things got me to, you know, realize that we, we shouldn't overreact about things. Yeah. And anytime that was told to him, you know, or anytime, like, go Mexican or you're a truck driver or you don't have education, whatever, he just didn't care. Right. Uh, so he taught me a lot. But anyway, we're, we're the couple that called one time on Jesse. Oh, right, show. right on. Yeah. That's cool. Nice to hear from you again, yeah. Stacy. But anyway, I cool. just wanted to say that. But Appreciate that. Going on all that. Yeah, sure. Well, congratulations on the excellent husband that you ha- <laughs> seem to have. <laughs> Whatever. Don't blow his head up. He'll just like throw it in my face all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks. All right. Take care. Okay. Uh, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. That's cool. Let me get to Luis out of Los Angeles, California. Luis. How is it going? Hey. Am I pronouncing it right? Hopefully. It's going great. How's it going? Going fine. Thank you. All right. I, I wanted to ask, um, what are Bernie's chances of winning? You know, I really don't know. I I can only predict Trump winning, or, you know, in 2016 I definitely did. But um, yeah. these Democrats, they always surprise me. So, like, in 2016, I wanted Bernie to win because I wanted socialism versus com- versus uh, capitalism and, you know, lying Bernie versus honest Trump. But now, I don't know who's going to win. I know that Bernie's kind of on top of the world right now. And I know that um, Bloomberg is kind of up and coming. I can't imagine him winning because he's just so boring. I'm kind of curious to see how he does in the Dem debates, but I'd rather watch Trump rally, you know? And then yeah. um, I thought it was going to be Kamala Harris. So it shows you what I know about the Democrats. Um, yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I, I think Bernie, because Bernie is only going to strongly blue areas. That's why oh. he's, he's kind of putting fear into Trump. Right. But With his big rallies. I, I, don't think Trump has, I don't think Trump has fear. Me neither. <laughs> True. But he goes to, you know, one thing I noticed that the GOP has not unlocked their full potential because there are states like Washington, Oregon, Minnesota, Maine, yeah. and that are mostly white. Yep. 
Yeah, Very true. But there's a lot of white, but there's a lot of white liberals, and the white liberals are like the worst people. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're fu- that's funny. They're like the white Uncle Toms, <laughs> or something. How do you de- how do you deal with them? How do I deal with white liberals? Yeah. I call them blind. I call them female-minded because it really is. Like you, you heard the guy on my on the in that TED talk at the beginning of my show. He was. Uh-huh. He sounded like a like a woman, like he's playing everybody's mother, and I don't know if that was education that did it to him or his, most likely the family. I think Jesse Lee Peterson is right about the family. But there's only so much you can do, man. I think there's there's a few from every demographic who are going to wake up, right? There's just a few people who are going to wake up, and a lot of people are actually going to snap out of being liberals and be at least more conservative. I don't know if they'll full-on find God in whatever. Yeah, but, but, yeah. I was I was on the bus, and, and I ran, I went, got into a, de- a debate with one of them. A white liberal? He, he, yeah, he called, me, he called me racist, though. <laughs> Even though I'm, his, I'm, I'm Hispanic, right. for the most part. Yep. Uh, I, I look a little bit like a wasp. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but it just shows you the hypocrisy. Yeah, it is. They... They don't, they don't really believe in right and wrong. They just believe in this, this fake, um, I don't know what it is. It's just this fake set of ethics that, from the Democrats. But it's yeah. pathetic. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we, we do have untapped potential, and I think that's what Trump is pulling from by being real. And yes, he is very entertaining, but part of that is because the truth is entertaining. The truth is... The line from Tucker Carlson, he wrote an article in Politico, I think, back in 2015 or 2016. He said that the truth is thrilling. And that's why Trump is part of why Trump is so popular, because it's yeah. um, because the tr- that's what the truth does. It's more entertaining than the lies. Yeah, because, because states like Oregon, uh, it's not that uh, residents have rejected the GOP. Uh, there's not a GOP candidate that has been around there right i think that's why yeah if you look at if you look at bush for example bush he he, he got like the hispanic support 50 50 he kept going to really? el paso he won like five times so, so i think that's that's what he should do he you know man do. i don't know if that part is true i know that he i think that trump got more hispanics than any of those guys but i could be wrong and but bush, uh maybe not maybe bush, not bush was bush kind the, of a kiss bush the son yeah, yeah, W. But yeah. I know he got more yeah, than Romney. Was... From what I heard, he got more than Romney. Yeah, but, but, but Romney's a, a loser. Yeah, for sure, he really is. But you're right. When I think of the the Republicans who run for office in California, very few are anybody that I would respect or trust or look up to. We should We should start interviewing more of them. And I think that some of the guys, some of the guys from our audience and other audiences should um, run for office. And um, yeah, you, especially, especially you know what local. I was thinking? What's you, that? You know what I was thinking? You, you have channels like the Young Turks who, who give clout to all these candidates. Yeah, uh, We should do it as well. We, we should fight back. Right. We just yeah, need to on, find decent on, people. Yeah, I would love to. I saw Jesse say he would run for president. Yeah. I he was bluffing. But if he does, I would like to see him on the stage uh, 
calling out the rhinos, just calling them beta, <laughs> all this stuff. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, just one debate. That's all I need. Just one. <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> Call Romeo Beta. Beta. Yeah. You should run for office, Luis. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I was I, I was thinking Congress because uh, in my area there's there's one uh, city that's um, like it's filled with second, third generation uh, Hispanic and it's it, it's not strongly Democrat as they okay. think. Yeah, you know the other thing is, though, Luis, a lot of a lot of the Republicans, you know, the ones who want to run for office, they aim too high before they ever hold office. Whereas maybe they should just go with some of these local things because local politics affects directly the children that are being raised in that area and all that mess. So, and then that way you can build up naturally rather than shoot for the moon, which. Maybe there's a time to do that, for sure. Yeah, the, the, I mean, Trump never held office, right? Do, there's, a, there's a lot you could do on the local level because yeah. my, my city council member, uh, he he won by like uh, I think it was like eight thousand votes, and he won. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure I could get eight thousand votes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Luis, well, let's talk again. Good to hear from you. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Let me get to Michelle out of South Dakota. Michelle, thanks for calling. Long time no here. Yeah, it's been a while, huh? Yeah. What's up? Good. Okay, so I watched the video that you played about that TED Talk. Yeah. Dr. Paul Richards. Yeah, he was kind of pushing those lies, uh, Black Lives Matter, that kind of stuff. Me too. All that. Occupy Wall Street, scum of the earth. Yeah. Well, recently there was an incident that happened in our town, or the town I live in, yeah. Where there's there's this bookstore on Main Street, and they fly the LGBT flag, and I guess there's a new flag for the trans. Oh, yeah. I've seen and, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. I don't pay attention to that stuff. I don't blame but you. There was a, an article on the local, from the local news outlet, and the bookstore claims they think that their store was egged, because of the flags. Like, their store got egg. They showed pictures yeah. of the store being egg. There's eggs on the store. And they said, well, it, it ha- we think it's because the flag. Right. The flag that we fly. You know, they, the- they fly the LGBT flag and the trans flag. And my husband came home last night and I said, did you hear about this story? About this bookstore being egg? Yeah. This is terrible. Why would people do that? Uh-huh. He said, oh, the part that they left out was that there were several other stores that were eggs as well. <laughs> yeah, they're just exploiting it to get a national story out of it because they know yeah. that the victim-minded people are going to jump on that as though it was about that when it wasn't. It's probably just That's rude what people. I said. <laughs> I said, well, why wouldn't they include that in the story, in, in yep. the story that they ran? That itself, what it sounded like to me after I got a Ratings. little more input from my husband is somebody just... Rolled on down the downtown Main Street, egging all of the stores. Nice. Not just this particular <laughs> store. That's but the crazy. bookstore said, well, it was because of this. Look at how we are the victims. Look at what these people have done to that's, us. That's evil. What lies. Oh. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. Appreciate hearing from you. I'm sorry I got to go. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. You take all care. Right. It's good to, good to talk. All right. You too. All right. Chris out of Scotland, I'm sorry I can't get to you, but we will be back tomorrow. Call in first thing. I'm live at 9 a.m. Jesse's live at 6 a.m. Los Angeles time. 
We'll see you. It's thehakereport.com. Thehakereport.com. JLPtalk.com for Jesse Lee Peterson's stuff. And ladies, get ready for the Women's Forum tomorrow night, Thursday night, at Bond, 7 p.m. All right. Take care.